0: Hey guys, it's Nick here. Um, Here's just a brief message from 3SGM.
1: Hi, this is Shelton um, from 3SGM. We just wanted to touch base um, with you guys. This season, uh, from here on out, is going to start sounding a little bit different. Um, We've collectively as a group decided that we want this podcast to... Uh, be, a, uh, be a place where we can talk about our faith and some more serious topics we're still going to cut up and have a good time and we're definitely not going to lose that we just felt that in season 1 we felt like going into season 2 that we were being pushed um, spiritually in the di- direction to talk more about our faith to bring more of a light to that and you know to show you guys and ourselves um, just a little bit more of us so it's going to become a more intimate setting you're going to learn some more serious things about us some things we hold a little bit closer to our hearts and man we just hope that you guys enjoy the content we continue to produce we hope that you continue to give us the love and support that we've already seen from this community Um, and we appreciate everybody who's stuck it out with us and who's going to experience this next part of 3sgm with us
0: What is up, guys? Welcome back to Three Semi-Grown Men. It is Nick, accompanied by the world's two greatest co-hosts.
2: Shelton.
1: And Austin.
0: So great to see you guys, yes, even though we've we been it. sitting here for two and a half hours.
1: I'm having PTSD to no, streaming with you didn't. right now. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Oh, my God. you trying gosh. to get back in the rhythm before you start?
0: Uh, yeah. He just test not new I, I'm going to be truthful with you. The other night, I stood in front of my mirror for like 30 minutes. And, What's up, guys? What's that guys? What's up, back you know you? they
2: don't see you, right?
0: Yeah, but I gotta like, I gotta see myself.
2: Also, um, if you stood in your mirror for thirty minutes, there's no reason you couldn't get me your voiceover.
1: Ooh,
2: Yiker. Just saying.
0: I don't even know what I'm gonna say for that yet, but okay.
2: Yeah, we'll figure it out. I got, I got to show you that too. I've been working on that too. Okay.
1: So yeah, um, that's funny. Yeah. Well,
2: I'd ask how your day was, but my day was extremely long.
1: Really? Oh, my you God. Want to start there, then?
2: Um, so, basically, uh, we get to work today, and Doc's sick.
1: They canceled
0: and, my appointment for tomorrow.
1: Dang. So,
2: literally, we had to cancel all Everything. five days' worth of clinic this week. Jeez. And what makes it even harder is Doc goes on vacation in two weeks. So, like, his schedule's already so compact. So, from the 14th all the way to the 24th, we're seeing upwards of 30 patients. Jeez. A day, yeah. So poor and, Chloe.
0: Yeah. Poor Chloe.
2: Well, it's just like Courtney, my my coworker. She's gonna be gone on Monday, so I've right. got I've got all Monday all by myself. Wednesday Jeez. I'm gonna be gone because I'm gonna be at the health fair for the hospital. Right. So Courtney's gonna be there all by herself. Uh, there's one day that Chloe's not gonna be there in the morning time for some appointment. So I mean, it's just like I feel so bad for all of us because I mean, it's gonna be it ain't gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. No,
1: it doesn't sound like it. Mm-mm. What about doesn't y'all? How was y'all's day? Man, I drove all over the world today. Oh, I felt like I had one order that was an hour away from our store location, another one that was an hour away from that location, and then another another one that was 45 minutes from that location. See, So I, it was just, I was driving all day.
2: Driving for a job is something I, I just couldn't do. I just, I couldn't do it.
1: I'd get bored or I'd get irritated or both. I just, I couldn't do it. I mean I listen to a lot of podcasts. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, Which I is I mean that. what birth this to be honest. Yeah, that's true. That is I've true. I've been listening I to podcasts true. for ever. Yeah.
2: I still listen to your old one sometimes. No. <laughs> like, bro. I, there,
1: it was so funny. I was scrolling. If I notes. was if I had the energy to take that RSS feed down I would. I was uh I, I wasn't. Oh, we do not pay for it anymore. Uh uh-uh. uh. I was listening to look, there it is. It's so funny.
2: I was scrolling, oh. listening to a podcast at work today when I was uh, during my lunch hour, and uh, I seen that it popped up, and I was like, oh! So yeah. I went and clicked on it, and I was like, Ugh. I was like, yeah, wow. I
0: listened to about four minutes of one of your episodes, and I lied to you the entire time. you were oh, dude, you sound so good. I bad, didn't man. listen to it one because I wasn't on it.
1: Yeah, you're right. I, yeah, dude, you listen to our podcast religiously. It's weird.
2: I did too. I listened to it extremely religiously. Every time an episode dropped, really,
1: I, I tried to keep up with it as often. ours. Mm-hmm. Wow, yep, I did. Mom, so their episode dropped last this last Wednesday. It was yes. really go good. check it out. Kick it, don't quit it. Um, let me tell you, uh,
2: they have got they've already like Holly's intro has already got like forty views on they're doing a good job on, uh,
1: YouTube alone. My mom mm-hmm. listened to their first episode three times the first day it came out. Oh, my an hour-long episode, three times. That's three hilarious. hours at work, she listened to, I listened to it. It was her own idea.
0: voice. I actually got teared up in the beginning, because she said, I have six kids, and she said S- seven. And I was like, no, "I cried a little bit. I almost cut up. that. Hey, I bet you did. You're like, <laughs> no one's the older brother here but me.
2: Yeah. yeah, It was fun. No, that episode was really good. On Seriously, though, go check out Kick It, Don't Quit It on uh, YouTube. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get yours—it is our sister podcast. Yep. really, really good. I'm uh, really excited for that. Yep. But Nick, how was your day,
0: bro? It was. It was boring. Was it? Um, we ran out of work to do by like ten twenty-five.
1: At least you had work to do. I got there at nine. This bench is killing me. I'm oh, gonna. God. Y'all keep talking. I'm gonna move. But, so we <laughs>
0: ran out of work pretty much most of the way through the day. <laughs> Uh, we had some, we had some stuff we we could do. I did a lot of housekeeping. I mean, a lot of housekeeping. I
2: bet you cleaned a lot,
0: didn't you? I uh, swept a lot of people's messes that weren't mine, but it's okay. Um, and then
1: at the end of the Ugh. day, they
0: gave me some work to do, and I had to get some stuff figured out. But other than that, I mean, I, I took a took a short lunch. But,
1: We're gonna uh, have to get like recliners with those mics that are on like stands. The stands. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well yes, originally
2: yes. I like the table setting, like where we're all three right here. I really
1: enjoyed this. Yeah, I just need like an extender for mine because yeah. my back is Yeah cold. I because
2: my back's hurting right now. But I know if I bring this mic any closer I'm gonna be so loud. Yeah. So I'm gonna just put this pillow behind me. <laughs> yeah. I'm work.
0: hoping that I'm not super loud, but I don't think I'm talking loud
2: am I? I don't think
1: any of us are talking
2: super loud right now. You, man, loud.
1: it's just we usually record at like ten thirty in the morning, yeah. And it's an, almost 9 o'clock at night. Well, I'm we also tired, dude. are
0: recording in a compact space nine times out of 10.
2: Yeah.
1: So.
0: Yeah,
2: everything sounds a lot like With louder our mascot. Our
1: yeah, that uh, AC is going to get annoying, but if I turn it off, it'll be 90 degrees in here in three that minutes. Is completely right, that's right, okay. But I'm more. I, more okay I, than I don't think one.
2: we're going to hear it. No, I we don't will.
1: think so. We heard it in the finale. Did really? Really? Clearly, y'all didn't listen to the finale. Jeez. I, I did I did. I just didn't listen hard enough, I guess. Yeah, it's just white noise in the back. Oh, oh that's fine. Man, I mean, it's not
0: like episode. What was it? Seven, or eight. it was like eight or five. That you could hear my game in the background, the music going Oh, on. yeah, that was great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was episode five, the game, hot, <laughs> the game. Still not as bad as when you get Lilith over chewing on that freaking bone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> no, it's worse when she's
1: chewing on her paw, and it's oh, just that, nasty. like, oh, wet yes. squelching. Gross, dude. Dude, I'm going to have to put, like, um... Shout vegetable. out to the word squelching. That got put in my, uh... Vocabulary. vocabulary from season three of Stranger Things subtitles. Really? If you watch Stranger Things season three with the subtitles on, you'll see squelching at least twice in every episode.
0: Hmm.
2: No. Define uh, the word for me. Yeah.
0: Can I get a definition? Um.
1: A so think like a squeak. Okay. But wet. Ew. Yeah, that's gross. I don't like that. Like mac and cheese. Whenever you're stirring mac and cheese. I like the sound of mac and cheese. That's what I would. That's what I would say is a squelch. Mm, okay, that makes sense. I, I understand like
2: that. Mac and I understand that. I want some mac and cheese. That sound good. Mm. Mm. Delvita.
1: miss me with that mac and
2: cheese, bro. <laughs>
1: only kind of mac and cheese I like is baked mac and cheese, where like you pull oh. away and you got the cheese with a little panko breadcrumbs on top. Well, that sounds good. Oh mama! I've been, I've been trying to get Chloe to make it for me. When she- I lived in New Jersey, this is one of my favorite memories of New Jersey, and really one of my only good memories of New Jersey. Uh, For Thanksgiving, the people I was living with um, made a pan, like like a big casserole pan of mac and cheese, and I ate on it for five days straight. Good lord! Lunch and dinner. I didn't eat it for breakfast, but lunch and dinner. I'd take it to work and I would heat it up. I would come home and I would heat it up. There were multiple nights where we were playing games that I was eating it. (laughs) Uh, When
0: when you came down and my my old roommate cooked us dinner, she made something pretty okay. But I
1: don't remember that.
0: Well, we'll get into that story later.
1: Yeah, we did other events that night, that I remember more than. No, <laughs> no, we didn't do that. <laughs> we didn't do that. Yeah, we did not. <laughs> right. The third party. Would... Oh, we're not gonna. We're not gonna <laughs> get into that. <laughs> Sorry, that was for my
2: mind when y'all said that. Sorry. No, no, I've
1: actually. Nah, never... We'll get into no, that, we'll that, get later. that later. We'll get into that later. Uh, so, when so... are you wanting to
2: jump into this? Yeah, man, how uh, do we jump
1: into this? Alright,
0: so I'm just going to throw it out there. For those of you that don't know me, um, I am a recovering alcoholic. That's how I'm just going to throw, throw it yeah. out there. Um, it has been since August of last year, I want to say. since I've I don't remember the date. I had it somewhere. I cannot find it. Um, so I'm approaching potentially one year of sobriety. Um, and it has been hard. Um, Truthfully, getting into the addiction. Well, that's where we're going to start at. Yeah. Um, when I was in high school, I partied quite a bit um, just because I wanted to fit in because, you know, I wasn't rich. I wasn't popular. I mean, right. I was well known, but I go to the parties with people and I drink and I'd, I'd smoke pot, which I quit smoking pot in high school. It was it wasn't anything that I was super mesmerized by. But alcohol, I guess, just made me not feel things. And I was already raised in a way where I wasn't supposed to show emotion. No. Um, So drinking was really that for me. And it's, it's wild the fact that I turned to drinking because my biological father was a, was a, was a raging alcoholic. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so through high school I drank quite a bit. And I remember Shelton moved off in, was it 2020? Yep. 2020 he moved off. I wasn't really drinking that much then, uh, just because we weren't buying alcohol, but closer to the time that you were coming home in, what was it, 2021? 20, First in,
1: time I visited was in October of 2020. First time you saw me was probably 2021. In 2021, uh, I had been drinking for a while after that, and he came
0: He came down, and we for was uh, it, Christmas, you came down for that week. Uh, I, I came
1: down for for my brother's birthday and for Christmas. Yeah, he was in he was down in October because it was a Daniel October,
0: Aaron's. October, did we, out there. did we, was October the night that we partied? I think it was. So in October, he came down. Um,
1: we got, I mean, I got all types of alcohol I mean, I mean you name it, we had it. Yeah, and I, at this point, I had never drank. He never drank.
0: And I was trying so hard not to just overindulge in it. And I was getting made fun of, of course, um, by people like, "Oh, Nick's not putting that much in there." But after they left, I pounded back several drinks. Right. Um, me and him were in the office at the time. My old studio, mm-hmm. gaming, and I was. I mean, I think I got up what, three or four times for another beer or two. Yeah. I mean, I was just I just kept going until I went to bed. Um, drinking really had had a major effect in my life. Uh, also, for those of you that don't know, I was previously married. Um, and I, I, I'm gonna account that for the downfall of my previous marriage. That, amongst other things, I won't get into. Um, I just wasn't I wasn't growing up enough to realize what I needed to be and who I was.
1: Right.
0: Um, and I'll say my divorce was probably the best thing for me. Yes, it de- it de- delved me deeper uh, deeper into my addiction, and I mean it was I would drink every day, every yeah. day. Come home, first thing I did, fridge beer. Took it with me to the bathroom while I was getting undressed to go shower. Got out of the shower, grabbed my beer, went to the bedroom. Turned on the PlayStation, went back, grabbed another beer. It was just a constant thing. Uh, I drank a lot of a lot of whiskey, a lot of a lot of rum, and a lot of uh, rum chata. Which, that was dangerous for yes, me. Yes, it was. Because um, I'd mix it with root beer, and it taste like a root beer float. Mm-hmm. So it would yeah. really... It would get you messed up quicker because it tasted good. Absolutely. And that's what I liked was I could, I could drink things um, that tasted good, and it would really get, me, uh, really get me where I needed to be, and I wasn't having a bad time. Like, some people drink Everclear straight, and I'm like, I'm not a monster. I mean, I could have been. I mean, I drunk Jack Daniel straight several times. Uh, I'm going to quote Shelton on this. Why does it taste like burnt tire? <laughs> it, was his, it was his first thing he said to me yeah. after I made him take a shot. Um,
1: he sent did, man. He did. He said it tastes like burnt alcohol. That's what Rose did. And I mean, it, it was, it was, it was, it was like rough.
0: Um, I remember there were a lot of nights that me and Shelton would game, and I would be, I wouldn't say plastered, but I would be pretty close to being drunk. Um, but during this time, me and him were both in unhealthy spots in our lives. And the only thing that we both clung on to was getting together and gaming.
1: Yeah. And
0: I don't know, I know that you have a problem sometimes with eating when you get depressed. Because I remember during that time you ate a lot.
1: Actually, it's the
0: opposite. Really, because you were eating a lot during some of those phases.
1: Uh, At least
0: it sounded like you were eating a lot. Like, maybe you were just eating when we got on together.
1: Yeah, I would only eat when we got on. I, I guess maybe because I got comfortable in that avenue. Um, but for the most part, I, I, didn't feel comfor- Ooh, I didn't feel comfortable where I was living. Um, I didn't really eat at work because I was working. So the only time I ate was when everybody was asleep in the house and I was on the game with you. Um, and even then, like, I didn't know how to provide for myself. So there were times where I was eating crackers because that's all that was there and i i mean i didn't buy groceries i was an awful awful person to live with see, I, I, I thought you had an
0: eating disorder i thought you were like overeating
1: nope opposite i was actually skinnier then than i am now oh wow really yeah
0: mm. which i didn't see which when we like when he was up there i mostly heard his voice yeah um and vice versa I mean, he could tell that there was a change in my demeanor, depending on how late the night was. Yeah. And I feel like when he moved home after all that had happened to me, I don't know if I if I, if I got as drunk on the game with him, but there for a while he was really busy. Um, yeah. He stepped away from streaming. And I'll put it like this, my addiction got in the way of my streaming.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, when I worked third shift, I would stream before I'd go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were some nights that Chloe there for the beginning would come see me often. I'll put it like this. Our first encounter, I was mad at you and Dylan. I don't remember what I was mad at y'all for. Uh, she came over, and I had a drink, and I offered her a drink. Yeah. And I would probably already had three or four. Uh, so that was really rough. I'm sorry I'm saying uh, and I'm a lot. I'm really just... I'm we're really filling un- this out. It's, yeah. it's
1: okay. This is a new... Area for three well, so it's gonna be. It's just hard talking because I process. haven't
0: talked about all of it right. in a long time and what it's done to me. Because mentally, I'm still trying to play catch up yeah. from a lot of things that I've missed. I mean, my nephew is almost nine. Right. Right. I mean, I'm I've been out of it for a while, so back to it. You know, I would I would drink a lot and I would end up passing out. Yeah. Um. Early, like five six o'clock. And I wouldn't wake up until thirty-five minutes before I had to go to work. I mean, I'd come home. F- I'd come home from work at seven a.m. Think about it, seven a.m. I'd have Sonic and crack a beer or two. I mean, seven a.m. I was, you know, you hear oh, you hear Adam. about you hear about wake and bake. It was more like, oh, shouldn't you say something? <laughs> say something say wake say something like, and drink. Wake and yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it was rough. Yeah. And I remember all the times... that Because Chloe told me after the fact, she goes, I could tell when you were drinking.
2: So, let me, let me ask you this. So, what... Like, was you introduced into drinking, or was it something that you just picked up along the way? Is it something that you saw, like... Like, I know you said your dad was an alcoholic and that yeah. kind of stuff. Like, was it something that you just picked up one day and never stopped? Like, how... What would you say was the start of it? Because... People don't just wake up one day, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe people just wake up one day and they're they're an called. alcoholic. I don't no. I don't feel that way. So, what was it that kind of like you picked it up, and that's where that's where it took off? When I
0: picked it up, you know, I, like I said, I drank in high school. Yeah, that was just partying. I didn't didn't necessarily necessarily need it. Okay, mm-hmm. it was like okay, I was a social drinker, yeah. i was like that. Um, and then it came to the point where when i would drink i wouldn't feel my sorrow my shame and my anger
1: so then it became a crutch
0: yes yes it very much did it made me it made me forget the monster that i was right um, and i'm going to i'm going to say this um, in my previous marriage i was a d plus at best husband yeah i was a crappy person i'm not going to blame it all on the alcohol i was just immature i didn't know how to act as a person i'll I'll go as low as saying, I was on the verge of becoming potentially a narcissist. Um, And through, through all that time, after the fact, I would drink and I would drink and I would drink. Because I was like, I'm afraid of who I am. But at the same time, I didn't take the time to mature like I needed to. And to figure out that I wasn't a monster I just didn't know how to cope with things. I didn't know right. how to handle situations. Uh, I didn't know how to handle conflict. Right. Like now, with me and Chloe, we had to handle conflict. Sometimes it's not good. It's she'll say something, and then I'll go, "Oh yeah," and I'll say something stupid right back, and I'm like, "Why did you say that? You didn't mean it. You were just trying to hurt her because she hurts you." And sometimes she'll say something, and I go, "Hey, not happening." Because I'm not. She'll do the same thing to me. There's days she goes, "I'm not doing this with you right now." I'm like, okay, whatever. And I'll think, I'm like, I was really a jerk. And so drinking made me think, okay, I'm not a jerk. I mean, I'd say awful things. There, our, our, our friend Dylan, um, I got drunk one night, and I said some pretty awful stuff to him. And, I mean, we were in a fight. And, that's no, again, that's no excuse. But that's what drinking did to me. It made me think that I could do whatever I wanted. Right. At the same time, make me not feel how I was feeling. Um, Shelton saw me break completely as a person before that how many times had you seen me cry in my life can you say once 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 in, in in our 18 years at that time 17 years of friendship yeah he had seen me cry one time at that point in time I could count on both hands maybe even one foot the the of that I'd seen him cry uh, but it was really rough and I I, I latched to the alcohol as a way to go, okay, you're okay, you're not broken, you're not a mess, you're not lost, you're not clueless in life. And as time went on, you know, he kept, he was there. He didn't have to be there. Right. He chose to stay because he knew I needed something. Yeah. And he was he was getting his footing back in the world. He's He's always said this, he never thought he'd make it this far. I never thought I'd make it this far. And he I, maybe he held on so that I would hold on. There were nights when I would drink, he would get a text message from me. And there's nights I don't even remember messaging him. And he was talking me off doing something.
1: Yeah. Or there were
0: nights that he would get a text from me and he was asleep. And he'd respond in the morning. And the first thought, what was the first thought that ran through your head?
1: Is he still here?
0: And it messes with me to this day. I mean, it really... Hits the fact that I put my best friend through that. But he stuck it out because he knew that he was the only thing I had. He was the only constant in my life. And as time went on, I started going to church. You know, he he goes, hey, come come on to church. I was like, these are crazy people you're (laughs) going to church with. They are. Yeah, they are. I said, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And so I went one Sunday, and that actually was it I think two or three Sundays after that I met I got reintroduced with Chloe yeah
1: Um,
0: and that was that was life changing for me Uh, she she has had her own issues and you know at some point maybe she can come on and talk about where she's come from and where we've both come from as a whole but I I was still drinking I was going to church I came to church several times hungover I mean just because I was like well you know I'm going to go to church
1: Yada, yada, yada. Uh, oh, and that's where they're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, too, often, uh, uh, too often the people in the church are like, uh, we, we, we love to say that you can come as, as you are, Yeah. but too many times we run them off uh, when they come as they are. And that's something that I really appreciate about our church is you can come as you are. They don't care if you're hungover. They don't care if you're drunk. You could show up high off of whatever substance you're on. Um, we're still going to love you. There was a, um, there's been multiple, you know, testimonies and testaments of that. I'm not going to speak on them because I don't want to speak for those people. Um, but even me, I mean, just being in my, in my muck, in my depression, in my borderline narcissism, um, which we'll get into all of that on a later episode. They've loved me through it. I've, I've witnessed them lo, uh, love you through it. Um, so they really, they really set the bar high, in my opinion, for what a church is supposed to look like as far as being a hospital. Our church does a really good job of that.
0: They really do. So, so towards the end of my drink, I started slowing down. Uh-huh. Um, but I would still have rough days. I'd come home from work. I'd go through two four-packs yeah, and be buzzed by the time Chloe got over to have dinner or whatever it was, or by the time she'd get off work. Uh, but one night that really sticks with me, and it was the last night I ever drank, is uh, me and her, I, we went to church that morning, and I came home, and she went back to her house, and I'm not sure along the way where we got to a fight or while we were at odds with one another. But I decided that, hey, let's go drink everything you have in the fridge and just get wasted. That'll show her. And so by the time that she got there, um, I, I was texting Shelton, and I was texting her some like really cryptic stuff. Because um, this isn't the first time that I've been in the spot where I'm like, okay, I'm going to kill myself. There was one night I downed a whole fifth of whiskey and I was, I had a gun and I was ready. But it wasn't my time. I was needed for something else. Whether or not I know what that is now. I have not got a clue. But I'm, I'm finding it. I'm on my way there. But so that night I went through, oh, I drank I think, every beer I had in the house but two. I think I put two in the basket or one in the basket. Um, and then I, I bought a brand new bottle of rum. And I was either halfway or under halfway done with it when Chloe got there. Shelton had sent our our friend to, uh, to come check on me, and he was like, "Hey, what are you doing? Stop being stupid. Don't do this to yourself."
1: And I was out of commission. At the he the he
0: was he was out of, he was out of, he was out of state. Yeah, he wasn't just out of he was out of state. Um, and so Chloe got there, and she looked at me. And she broke. I mean I was I was practically hammered. And she looked at me and she goes, You're gonna get up. We're gonna go pray. And she goes, and this is not gonna happen again. And so we went in the living room. We prayed for two to three hours. It was one AM to two AM when she left. And that day I said, Okay, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really it took an, it took an effect on our relationship mine and hers and it took an effect on mine and your relationship because yeah. you would come home and in a sense you were the prodigal son you, you would come home you were you were doing what was right you were back in church you were you were letting the Lord work through your life and you were I'm not going to say you were holier than that but that's that's what I perceived right and I was still getting hammered I was still doing things that we weren't supposed to do. Yeah. And so that moment I told her I texted Pastor at like three AM or one AM, whenever it was, and I said, Hey I said, please pray for me and Chloe And at five AM that next morning he said, I have you. And that Wednesday I went to church and I told him I said, Hey I said, I need to put some stuff in the basket and I got up there and I gave my testimony about my alcoholism. And it, uh, it still affects me to this day, thinking about it. I mean, I'll, be, I'll put it like this. When we go to a restaurant, I don't go to a restaurant by myself, even if I wanted to. I don't. I'll take Chloe. I'll take Shelton and Lex, or you and Kate.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Because I know that if I try to order something, you're not going to let me. Yeah. And right. I have that accountability. I'm like, I have those people just in case I get low. Just in case, because I still have those urges. Yeah, of course. I mean, on a really bad day, I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get hammered," because I, I need it. I look at Chloe and go, like, "I need a stiff drink," and she goes.
1: Uh, you can have uh, Sprite. You can have some, can have some Sunny
0: <laughs> D that's been left out in the sun. You know, yeah. she's she's not. We'll gonna go get a Sprite anymore.
1: from McDonald's and you can yeah, live you with can, it. That, that, that's
0: that's a crisp drink right there. And
1: that is a crisp drink. Um, now my throat burns. <laughs> is <a> th- yeah. <laughs> yeah. spicy, Lazy spicy. <laughs> 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 you know, get a get a McDonald's Coke and some fries.
0: Oh my gosh, dude! Oh, I love it, but it hurts. Yeah, but I mean, it, it hurts it, tomorrow it too. Through, it went through a whole whole thing. I mean, there were there were people. That are like, hey, Brother Nick, I have this issue. And they've talked to me about it, and I'm like, I was there, and I want to help them. And I want to help the youth, because I'm like, think about it. If there had been one guiding light in my life at that time, you know, and I get it, you know, your parents go, don't drink, don't do drugs. You're just like, oh, you're not cool, Mom or Dad. (coughs) I mean, for real, yeah. no, for real. like any anything. There, there's nothing wrong with that. When you think it. about it, when, when when we're presented with premarital sex, we're presented with alcohol, drugs, just anything that we're not supposed to do. In the Bible, our parents like don't do it, and we're like, oh, you're just not cool. But if I would have had that one figure in my life, if if I would have had Pastor, not saying, something that you weren't a light, but at the same time, we were both young, dumb.
1: You also weren't showing me that you were drinking. Fair. Very fair. Very fair. But if I would have had, I was on your case whenever we were younger for cursing, because that's all that I saw you were doing. Yeah, was cussing, and I would I would have yeah, you, you a little bit about
2: that. You can't expect someone to to guide you when you're hiding everything you're
1: doing. And that's not to say that I would have been good at it had you Correct. had I known you were drinking. Because that's high a school. lot of pressure on somebody. Because I've never been attracted to that scene. Yeah. Never been attracted to partying. I've never wanted to drink or do drugs. Um any of that. And so like Like I don't I know mean you, I don't you, know how I would weren't have handled that. No to
0: handle it. You weren't. No. You know, the the Lord had prepared you for other situations, but that was not a,
1: a situation. That was that not one were, of them
0: you were armed for.
1: And I still don't feel armed for it. Like that's not something that, and, and that's why I'm we have necessarily supposed to handle
0: other people in the church. That's why we have other, yeah. That's other why brothers we have sisters we can go to. And some people got turned my way. They're like, "Hey, uh, I'm drinking. I'm doing drugs." I'm like, "Hey, for real, you don't need to do that. Not because it's not cool. Because it's not it's cool. Not cool. <laughs> it's it's not, it's not cool. cool yeah. it's, it's bad for you. It'll it'll send you on a path where you don't know who you are." Yeah. And that's what it did for me. I mean I did not wreck I had a ponytail, guys.
1: Oh right? yeah. I remember. And I and remember. I'll put it like this,
0: the reason I kept my hair as long as I did. Because you know, I got into the church, I was wearing my suits, I was I was giving myself the word. I got baptized. Uh, I I was just praying and I was doing what I could for the Lord. The reason I kept that ponytail so long is it does say a man with long hair doth have shame. I held on to my shame is why I kept my ponytail. I wasn't ready to give it up. And that's why I kept my ponytail. And about the time I got rid of my ponytail, that's when I said, Lord, it's yours. Yeah. It's not mine anymore. I don't walk with these baggages. I don't walk with these chains. It is yours. Nope. And that's why I feel like I've been called to help younger people and be that light. I know we have Pastor, I know we have Brother Sammy, I know we have all these other people. But at the same time, we our congregation is growing so rapidly.
2: Oh, it's such yeah. a crazy rate, man. It is. It,
0: I, I'm dumbfounded. Yeah. Because, I mean, when I started, we had a lot of room in the church. No, we don't. And I'm like, now we're fighting for seats.
1: Yeah. So, to jump back into um, kind of the alcohol aspect of this episode, um, when did you realize that you were an alcoholic?
0: When I started drinking by myself.
1: Okay, and when was that like how how far on this endeavor? How long would you if you were to put a timeline on on when this became a problem to when it stopped when would you know about what that time did you have the realization you were an alcoholic
0: um, I always said that if you drink alone you're an alcoholic, yeah, um, you drink alone and sad you're a real bad alcoholic
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, so about nine months in to me drinking. Again, and drinking like I was, um, you know, where you weren't on the mic, where Dill wasn't on the mic, where nobody else was with me. I was right. just in an office, a dark office alone with one candle lit and a game on or a show on or whatever I was doing.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was just pounding drinks and I was just going. And I had that realization when I said, You're an alcoholic, what are you doing? But at the same time, there's that voice in your head going, It's okay, don't worry.
1: Yeah.
0: You're not an alcoholic. You just enjoy liquor. It's okay. Everybody likes a little bit of liquor.
1: And so then from how long from that point did it take you to realize this was a problem? When that that
0: the night I wrote out a letter for everybody and I had a 9mm. Like yeah. I had a Glock on the desk. And mix.
1: what was that timeline? Uh,
0: about nine months after that.
2: So we're at a year, a year and a half
1: of being an alcoholic. And nine months into him jumping right back into it, he was already well, yeah, so, far, so gone, far gone, and so, gone, yeah. so far lost that you that so, were writing so letters.
2: help me, and I'll speak for the audience here. And yep. so,
1: uh, hang on, I got one more question, I'm oh, sorry. no, good. Uh, so when you wrote the letter, because this, this is the timeline that's kind of throwing me off, and... And we're very, very close, but there are parts of this, uh, this stage of your life that I don't know because I had come back and was so, was so deep into, into you know getting what, your footing. Yeah, getting my footing, my faith, um, re-establishing yourself. Yes, that's a great way to put it. Um, so when, at, at what point in your life, what stage did you write this letter? Like was. Was chloe there were we there was i home you you were home okay
0: um about march or april i had just okay. started seeing chloe so set, okay.
2: the, set the scene all right what's going on in life what's um, not going on friendship situations it's a, it's set a friday that for it's so. a friday
0: night mm-hmm. and dill was i don't remember what Dill was doing i think he was out with with ann he was out doing something um and I was just having it hard. I just felt like I was worth nothing. Yeah. You know, I just went through a loss
2: of a five year relationship. It
0: wasn't the best relationship, but it But it was
1: theirs, it, familiar. It, it, it had been what I'd
0: held on to for five years. Well, and yeah. it was yours.
2: You felt like you lost something that was personal. Yeah. And that was yours. Absolutely.
0: I was I, I was like I said, I was seeing Chloe and you were off home and you were trying to you were after Alexis. Yes. The first time. You were you yeah. were you were so dead set on her. And I was like, we had
2: just, thank God, that worked
0: out in the end. Started dating, yes. and I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm being replaced. I thought you were replacing me. Truthfully, truthfully, I was like, Austin is taking my place in his life. Alexis is taking my place in his life. Because we barely, we barely gamed. We barely talked. Yeah. It was twice a week basis at this point. Yeah. Um, my biological father had told me that. Uh, he and and I quote, he said well son, you're almost 21 there's nothing else in this life I can teach you. He goes, this is the last time you'll ever hear from me.
1: Yeah.
0: My biological mother didn't really speak to me unless she wanted something or needed something. I had no one. Is what I felt. And I was just, I mean I was drowning myself. Drowning myself in alcohol. I and mean, and put, like, my biological mother didn't know I was drinking that much. She was the one that would go out and I'd give her the money and she'd buy me my alcohol or whatever. There's nothing we can do about that now. I'm almost 22. Right. Um, and so I was just, I was in that spot where I was like, I don't know what I want to do with life. Um, there were other people harassing me. Work was just, I was being berated and just talked down to and belittled. And I felt like I was nothing. And so I'd wrote out the letters. I mean, I wrote out one to my baby niece that's not even two. Like, at the time, I think she had just been born. Yeah. She had been alive for a few months. And it was, it was... It's one of those things I never wanted to talk to you about or tell you about. Because I know that you'd be like, why Why Why, would, why didn't you tell me? Why, why didn't you let me know what was going on? I would have been there. But at the same time, I was like... You know, we, we, we were at Dills one day, and... I was referred to or you were referred to as the good influence and that hit me hard too I was like am I really the bad influence in his life am I really the the one dragging everybody down right and so I I mean I wrote out letters to everyone you had, them and I was like okay it's time I said I'm done and when I when I picked up the gun I was shaky and I was like okay I mean I'm I'm, I'm boozed up this is what I want to do and at that moment, I heard a voice, and it, I've always been told that the the voice of God, until you know God, sounds like you're man of God. And at that point, it was your voice. And it was like, what about your brothers? Because you and Dylan were my brothers. I mean, yeah. we talk about getting brotherhood tattoos, we talk about getting a lot of stuff together, we talk about <laughs> lives together. I mean, really, God. we... Those and brotherhood I, tattoos. And I was like, I was like, I said they don't need me. I said they're better off. And I said, what about the people that you've touched? And that made me think. I know so many people.
1: No.
0: I've talked to. I talked to anybody that has an ear that wants to talk. And I sat there and I had a breakdown. I mean, a full forced mental breakdown. And. No, I wasn't with Chloe at this point. I had, no, I had no one. I had no one. I think we might have started talking, but we were we were iffy.
1: I think I remember that.
0: We were iffy. She said that she didn't know no, if this is what she wanted. Because
1: that was when we locked you down at the apartment. For like two weeks. That's
2: hilarious. I mean, we did, I man. Was... I just...
1: Oh, man. <sighs> that was... Something he wasn't allowed to leave. There were a couple times he got tried to go take a shower and somebody stayed with him while he took a shower or we made him bring his stuff over to the apartment to take a yeah. shower there. Yeah, dude, we had him on lockdown.
2: I mean, I don't blame you, it's just crazy to think about the circumstances, but yes, yeah, so it, led was, up to it was
0: it was rough. Uh, but back to the question that you had, Austin.
2: Um, just I was just gonna ask for, for people. That don't understand. Coming, and this is coming from me. Like my uncle drank, but explain or more or less define alcoholism for us. What that is, what that looks like. A
0: a need for it. Okay. I could I could get through work, but as soon as I got in the door, I'd have to have a drink.
1: Yeah.
0: It is. It's one of those things that.
1: So what's that relationship like, that need? So we understand that it's a need. Your body feels like you need it. But what is the emotion attached to it? Is it is it desperation? Is it fear? Is it
2: love? It, was, it can't be comfort, can it? It was
0: comfort for me okay. for a while. Okay. Um,
2: so what was comfortable
0: about it? I didn't have to face what was going on in life.
1: Okay. So the comfort from it came from it took away the discomfort yes, of
0: of of what was going what on, was going on. Of, of the of the pain of the shame,
1: which is what we find pretty common, common yeah. in in addiction is that it it numbs the it's it's an escape from
0: from life in a sense yeah um it was it was just it was there right it, yeah if 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 nobody else was there it was there
2: so are you. At that time, did you feel like that was take filling the gaps for people that wasn't there? Yes. Okay. Okay.
0: Because if that nobody would else was
2: there, the need for it, then right. right
1: in a sense, okay. yeah. I think that also. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, especially in 2020, going at like the end of 2020, going all throughout 2021, um, the crutch and the addiction was in alcoholism. But there was also very much an addiction and a crutch on, on gaming. Yes. Um, Because that was, for me and and I, I mean, we were in similar situations. Um, That was an escape from reality. Like I never, I didn't drink, so I didn't numb my emotions. Um, But I escaped. There were multiple times that we would play games, and I would just get so invested and lost in that game for three four hours however long we were playing um, that I would just ignore the fact that I have to go to work for nine hours tomorrow I have to wake up and and not and not be comfortable where I was living so I mean it was much easier to be much easier much more comfortable to be in destiny or payday or whatever game we were playing at the time not so much red dead you kind of burned me out on it <laughs> yeah. but so there's there were it was not just alcoholism like we had multiple addictions yeah that was multiple crutches game,
0: gaming was another crutch for me cuz i would come home and i would i would i would pass by my my partner most of the time get in the fridge go right into my office close the door be done with be done with everything until dinner eat dinner go right back in
2: yeah. So how would you define your definition of alcoholism? How would you describe your journey with that? Like, would you describe it like, I know you said that it was a comfortability. It was a, what I would just, for better like in terms, a gap filler. Um, would you Would you describe your alcoholism as a reliability that you had? Like, if anything, if nothing else was reliable, you could always rely on the alcohol? Yes. Okay. So describe that to us. Describe what that meant for you in that time. It
0: meant the world, in a sense. I knew that when I'd come home, because I'd been so used to coming home to somebody, whether or not it was they were happy, I was happy, we were happy. There was somebody. There was something there. Yes, afterwards I had Lilith. Lilith was a godsend during that time. (laughs) right? Right. Um but I could come home and I'd open the fridge and hey guess what there it is there's my there's my rum there's my rum chata there's my beers in the freezer there's my whiskey I mean there's there's all my stuff for whatever I need it for there's the stuff that I mix it with there's everything there it was there when I needed it yeah it was there so I could have it. and it just it, it was to the point where when I gave it up they took my cough medicine dude
1: yeah yeah
0: if, wasn't I, allowed if I would have had mouthwash, none of it. If I would if I would have had vanilla extract in the house, they would have took it. Yep. Yeah. Not, not I'm not. I probably would have drank it, but I mean,
1: ugh. They that's took. That's
0: so they, they took my rubbing alcohol.
2: Absolutely.
0: They took every. They took the peroxide. There's
1: no such thing as too extreme when it comes to to addiction. And so, go ahead. oh, I was I was just gonna say. So so answer me this. Do you feel that at
2: any point in time during that year and a half that we've talked about, do you feel there was ever a point in time where you had control? Or do you feel like you were so out of control you didn't know which way it was up? Like, describe describe that for me.
0: I don't think I had control. Because um, I couldn't just say, okay, I'm not picking it up today. Yeah. It was, I picked it up every chance I could.
2: So it's like you was doing it almost unconsciously.
0: Yes. I mean, I'll put it like, there were some days that I did not drink. Let me me put that in there. There were days that I did not drink. There were days that, there were maybe two days I could go without drinking. But it was because I had a good day.
1: Yeah. Or I had
0: a really good day. Or it was a day that I was,
2: I was out and about the whole day and I was so tired when I got home, I just slept. So you only associate drinking with negativity.
0: I would I would guess so. I mean, there wasn't a lot of good days. That's right. what I want to. Well, guess. that's what
2: I'm saying. If you had a good day, something positive, yes, you wouldn't you wouldn't result to drinking. But if something was bad or negatively resulted, then that's when you yes. would
0: drink. Or even if I just had a just an urge, just an okay day.
1: Gotcha.
0: Yeah. I had an okay day. Like let's say today was just an okay day. I'd have went home and had a couple beers. Just might take not the have,
1: edge off. Yeah. Might not have
0: gotten plastered. But I was taking the edge off. I was enjoying myself, having a little fruity drink, playing my game,
2: having a good time. So let me ask this. We've talked about for a good portion of what it was like on the inside, kind of dove a little deeper. But I want to ask, now that you are on the outside of it, you haven't drank in almost a full 365 days, you know what it's like to not be plastered. Now, what would you say was the leading factor of getting yourself to quit?
0: The relationships I had with people.
1: Okay. Uh, And to bounce off of that question, how did you quit?
0: Yeah. Well, cold turkey. Uh, There was.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um. (sighs) That's the only way to quit. Yeah, I don't know. Well, how?
0: Well, one, I wasn't twenty-one yet. Yeah. And.
1: So you lost your supplier. I lost my supplier. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, I could have found another one. I had several people at right.
1: work. Yeah, it's not hard to find somebody who's going to take your money to buy you booze. Yeah. Um,
0: but at the same time, I had a relationship that I genuinely cared for. I was... In the last six to seven years of my life, I cannot recall a time I've been happier yeah. than when I've been with Chloe. And that's not just something, me saying something stupid and cheesy, because that's... I'm mirroring her in less than a month. It's... she she took her time to fix something that she didn't break. Right. Yeah. And then when mom was there for me through it all, I mean, she didn't have to take me in as her, her son. She didn't have to say, yes, I want to adopt you when I asked her. She didn't have to do any of that. But she, she took me in as her as her child and to think that there is someone that loves me that much that I'll, I'll put it like this: Any female can have a child. Yeah. But it takes a real woman to love a child that is not hers. Yeah. And our relationship, mine and Chloe's relationship, mine and Shelton's relationship, and the relationship I have with you and your wife, I was like, I don't want to lose these things because now I have something to live for. Yeah. You know, I always had Shelton, whether or not I knew it or not. He was always there. He was always fighting for me. You know, he was behind doors praying. He was at the church saying, "Hey, pray for Nick. He needs it." Absolutely. And so, what got me out of it was the the relationships, and a stern little five foot tall girl that said, "You're not doing this again."
1: <laughs> um, so, had you tried to quit before?
2: Let me have you tried to quit, or have you tried to slack off?
1: No, I, tr- I
2: need to. I'm, have I you tried, tried to quit? To quit? Uh, the reason I ask that is because a lot of time, Everybody
1: tries to slack off.
2: And Well, that's what I was going to say.
1: People will try to associate.
2: Well, I, well I, I slowed down.
1: A lot of people will try to quit, and then it just turns into slacking off. I want to know how you tried to quit. I tried to quit before I had that break. Okay. okay. So then what was different from the first time you tried to quit from the time you actually quit?
0: Um, well, my whole life didn't get flipped upside down.
1: Okay, so then what happens if your life does?
0: Now I have a support system and a group of people, and I have so many... What am I trying to...
1: What what the word I'm trying to use? Safety nuts.
2: Yes, but that's... Say it again. What, What are you trying to say?
0: The reason I won't go back to drinking now if my life fell apart... Let's say tomorrow that Chloe calls they took your house they took took your dog they took my dog they they took took your job they took my job I have accountability in the people that I've put in my life I don't I don't feel as if the Lord has given me the people I have and that I've grown my connections with for when I fall apart that it just goes all to hell so to speak I know that when life comes down on me if something were to happen if if the worst of the worst was to happen tomorrow, I know that there are people that are going to be there and that are going to care for me and that are going to love me and they are going to help me and they are going to nurture me back to where I was. And that they're not going to allow me to slip,
2: even if I want to. Right. I think that's, I think that's very important. Um, I mean, look at Job in the Bible. I mean, everything was taken from him. I mean, all of his kids, his cattle, his livelihood, and he was able to stay the course. And so I'm glad
1: that you he had some have, real bad friends. though. yeah, resources. Yeah. I hope we're not as bad as yeah. That's a good one. That's I was good. thinking I
0: had so many resources. Resources.
1: Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong about that. He did have some pretty terrible friends. Yeah,
1: so I hope if something like that happened, I didn't. I don't treat you like jokes. Yeah, friends, no you? kidding. They did good for the first what three days where they were just quiet. Yeah, I mean, I after mean that.
0: it's it's one of those things that I just I know that if I go back and we we had uh, we had a gentleman preach. I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name, so I'm just gonna say we had a gentleman preach, um, the family from Lodi Barn. Oh, such
1: a good oh message, my gosh. phenomenal message. So good. And you can't say his name. Okay, not gonna hurt Brother nothing. Gant, uh, Herman he, Gant. He's phenomenal. He Highly recommend. Yes, and he said so the good. family
0: from Lodi Bar, and he goes, "We're all from Lodi Bar. Yes. Know, we've yeah, all we've all been there. We have all been to the hood." Is what his exact <laughs> words. <laughs> you feel me? You, <laughs> you feel, feel me? <laughs> and so boy. <laughs> <you> boy, yeah. <laughs> the next morning, mm-hmm. um, Austin and Kate, they're our hyphen leaders, which is our young adult class. Um They they asked us about our Lodi bar and I really had to think that if I went back and
2: I wish I would have been there. Oh dude. If
0: if I was to take a drink tomorrow that I would be destroying and diminishing and tarnishing the chapter that I've started. I mean, this was a new beginning for me. You know, I didn't I didn't know God. I didn't I was like, God who I was like, there's, there's no Savior. I'm like, there might be something, but there's nobody that loves me. There's nobody out there that wants me. Right. And so I've, I've come a long way. I mean, I've, I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I've been water baptized. I've, been, I've repented for my sin. I've, I've been able to teach. I've been able to, to, to give a word to the people. I've been able to counsel. And I'm on my road to being able to preach. And do the things that, not that I want to do for the kingdom of God, but what, what the Lord needs me yeah. to do for the kingdom of God. And th- that's why I won't go back. That's why I can't go back. It'll kill everything that I've worked so hard for, and the Lord has sowed into
2: me to do. One thing that I live by dearly is something that Pastor told me when we were sitting in my driveway at 147 in the morning. He said, he said... A good man knows when it's time to close one chapter and start a new one. No. He said, and the reason that it's a good man, because an old man will read the same chapter trying to find a new end to the story. Yeah. He said, and if you continue to read the same chapter, you always find the same ending. And so, I I am... It brings me joy to hear you say that you have found that new ending to, to your rewritten story I'll go as far as saying that um, and I'm excited I'm excited for the fact that you have such a future that you don't want to lose that because too many times and I said I say this often in hyphen too many times what happens is we give ourselves a ceiling mm-hmm. and we feel we can never go above that because that's all we think we're worth yeah. and what we're what we have to understand is that in, in this time especially in our age like we're in, I don't want to say crappy but our age is awful because there's so many different moving parts. There's so many different aspects of life that's going left, right, here, there, everywhere. That we don't know which way is up from down. And elevation is one of the most... It, elevation is the biggest thing in our life. But it's also the thing that also kicks us in the teeth. Because we never see it coming. And right now with you, I feel you're in a real big stage of elevation in your life and your ministry. Because you've been able to get rid of that out of your life. And so I, that from a spiritual leader standpoint not only to your friend or in your family but like that makes me really excited to hear that from you. So but I have a question. So we've talked about it and again now that you're out, how how difficult is it staying sober? Yeah.
0: I didn't expect I knew this question was coming, but I didn't uh Some days it's really hard. And those are the bad days. But then I remember that as long as I keep the Lord center of my life and everything I do, that nothing can tempt me unless I allow it to tempt me. The only temptation I want is the temptation of the love of the Lord. Yeah. I mean... And and it, it it gets hard, you know there's days I'll put it like this. we were at Colton's Saturday night, and they they moved a mixed drink and I said that might be good. We were at the one Mexican restaurant a few weeks ago yeah I saw a mixed drink across the way. it looked good I would I was like oh that would I would like to taste that, but at the same time, I'm like, no, yeah. you don't need to taste that. you're doing good, you're doing yeah. what's right, you're doing what you need to do
1: well, I mean. How do I? He's gonna tempt you. There are some temptations that that God lets happen. Yeah, uh, I mean, let's be real. Like great. when we, like the, I promise you, and this is the one that came to mind, and it may not, it may not happen like this, but this is an analogy I'm using because um, Lexus and I'll be going on a cruise soon. There will be a time where something will happen, and God will provide a whole cruise for you. He did it for me last year. I paid zero dollars. Go on my first cruise, Um, and I could not have paid to go on my first cruise. I was (laughs) broke, but like God will provide it. You'll go on a cruise or something like that, and and one of dude. That's all that is. It's liquor and lies. That is all a cruise is. And let me say this. And. And you know that it's so peaceful. I love cruises. Yes. I'm not trying to put cruises down. No, I it is my it to favorite form of vacation. I if I it actually it to need to go on a vacation, I will be going on a cruise because I get to shut my phone off. Nobody can contact me, and I can do whatever I want. Um, literally whatever. And the the alcohol is not a problem for me because I'm not attracted to that. Right. But there is literally you can get alcohol on every single corner on a cruise. And there are things to do on a cruise that are so much better than drinking. Um, but that'll be, I mean, that'll be one of your uh, temptations. And not, it won't necessarily be um, nefarious. Not every temptation is, is evil in, uh, what's the word? Evil in origin, I guess would be a yes, way yeah. to, to say it. Um, but it's, it's a test, you know. Like, it, it'll be a test. You'll, you'll, you'll go through tests. You'll be going through tests for a long time um and on that same token to kind of give some some hope um i am also uh a recovering addict and we can get into we'll, we'll get into that on my episode that we have planned in the future so i understand kind of where you're coming from i don't understand it with alcohol um but i understand that that feeling of some days are worse than others and sometimes you just you got to fight that urge to go to fall back into it um and one of the things that pastor told me recently that really has going to been a uh, a foundation for me to stand on has been you won't always cuz I'm at the point I, right right now where I'm like I'm a recovering addict. There will be a day where I will be able to say I'm a recovered addict. That's not today. Well, it one, won't be tomorrow.
2: Well, and one thing that I want to make sure that we we get through is that in the beginning, you said I'm a recovering, and like he said, where you're gonna get to a point, you're not an alcoholic. You are no longer an alcoholic. Yes. that's not who you are, and you have to understand that there's going to be a time where that has to click in your mind because that mindset. When you when you get the mindset, which I, I, counteracting of what you just said, when you get the mindset, it'll be you'll you'll see the flip. You'll see the the because your verbiage will change. You'll stop saying, well, I I used to struggle. When well, no, I struggled at one time, but that's not who I am. But you don't have to worry. You'll go on a cruise and not be tempted by the alcohol. I mean, let's be real here. Jesus, the devil tried to tempt Jesus himself. So to sit here and say, yeah. you're never going to be tempted is blasphemy. You know, and that's just goofy to say. But you're going to reach a point in your life where that stuff isn't as much... It doesn't intrigue you as much because you went through that and you've come out on the other side. So... Uh, I think I think that it's I, I think once you get there and once we I'll say we because we've all been there in some shape form or fashion I think yeah. once we get there that's when we truly begin to see the change.
1: Yeah. Yep. All right. You got anything else, Bubba?
2: Um, I I do. I have one more question, and this one this is the last one that I had. Um, because several times now I've heard you say uh, on the bad days, on the bad days when something bad happens. Um, so the final question that I have is have you come close to reaching for another bottle?
0: yeah
1: how recently um if you're comfortable yeah if you're comfortable I mean it's
0: not been any time like recent recent um maybe January or December
2: gotcha paint the picture for me if you don't
0: care um alright let's see just
2: help me understand
0: uh, through December and January, my, my boss at the time was really being, uh, being a pain. He's a, he's a, he's a great guy. We just, we both butted heads. We were both stubborn. Um, we wanted to do things our own way and we didn't know how to communicate properly with one another. Um, and I felt as if I was being belittled and demeaned as a, as a man. And, you know, I just got engaged to Chloe and I was, I was, truthfully, I was lost in what I wanted to do for a career, um, because I wanted I wanted to go be a police officer, but a position had been opening up in um, in the department I work in now, and I was like, what do I what do I do what do I want to do, and I was just going through this this struggle and turmoil of dealing with my current my, my my past boss at the time, um, because I was like I'm like can I really hold out long enough to do this right, and I was just in a rough spot you know I I I I I let the devil. I let the enemy tempt me. I let the enemy get in and, and confuse me and mud... Like, muddy up the waters. Muddy up the waters and, and make my vision unclear. Uh, and, you know, we we spoke on this in our last episode about casting out um, something not the Lord from my home. And I feel as if that was there. Right. I, I know that was there. And it was... It would pit me and Chloe against each other and we were fighting... And there was stuff that would be said, and there was things that would happen that that put me in a mindset that I had been in in my previous relationship, or even thereafter that relationship. Yeah. When I'd get down, and so I was, I, I I walked myself to the come and go by my by my by my house, and I walked in, and I was like, I'm 21. I can do whatever I want. Right. I'm a I'm a I'm a big boy. And I thought this is not what you're supposed to do. How would Chloe feel? Right. What would that do to your relationship? You're getting married. You have found somebody that has put up with your stupid and your stubborn. I mean, she, she's got to deal with this every day. I mean, I'm not that big of a looker. I mean. Amen. I'm going to
1: you. <laughs> but, uh, but, I mean, for real, like, it, was, it was one of those
0: things like, what would she think? Yeah. And I, I, thought, I said what would pastor think I said I know he's forgiving I know he's this he's that but I had mentioned to him about my ministry and I'm like what would the, this would tarnish everything I put I put in the effort and the work for
2: well and you're talking about our pastor who is an alcoholic yeah let's be real weird,
0: yeah you know and then I'm like, you know what would Austin and Kate think what would Shel and Lex think and I was like, all right we're going home
2: Good good that's
1: awesome. I'm glad I could intimidate you not that you went home. <laughs> well, I was more or less... It's, I'm not I'll, mad, I'm just disappointed. I'll put it it's, like that's this. That's the conversation you didn't want to have. It's, and it's a good thing, because that conversation freaking sucks.
2: Well, I'll,
0: I'll put it like this. I'd rather that if we have a problem or there's something that we don't like for another, we don't go to our wives about it and then gossip to them, and then they get a, get a, oh, a, a yeah, whole no. way of it. I'll put it like this. Women hold grudges longer than men.
2: And I forget more about the grudge after I go to bed. I mean,
1: did I forget no, about the grudge? The no, there was a story that I told, uh, that was told to me, where it was like, uh, women can hold a grudge on each other for literally the rest of their lives, 30 plus years. Absolutely. Men can call each other the most heinous things to each other's face, get a good night's rest, and dap each other up the next day. And that was, my, like, that was my I biggest could, fear. I could call you the worst name in the book and then wake up the next morning and cook for your kids Yeah, I mean Absolutely. for real though that was
0: my biggest fear is that you would tell your wife something and you would tell your, your fiance something and they would think less of me Yeah, and we're Christians but I'm going to put it like this we're also humans we're also of the flesh do I gossip sometimes yes do I mean to no do I try to get out of that circle yes but at the same time you feel some type of way about me and in the moment you say some stuff that you don't mean. Like, I can't believe this idiot, all this time and effort we've put into him, all all of the hours we've spent counseling and working with him, and he's put himself back right where he was, and for what? And I she'd mean. take that, and she'd sit on that, and it'd ruin her. Same thing with you, Sheldon. And, and, it's, and I mean, same thing with Chloe. Absolutely. I yeah. could say something. I told her, I said, I will not bring you into a fight with me and the guys. And she goes, why? I said, because you will hold on to it way longer than I will.
1: Yeah. That is true. And that's why I'm like... That's why I says if there's a... If you have, you have an issue with your brother, your brother go to go him. To him yeah. Don't go to somebody else. And make sure you pluck out the... Take out the log from your eye before you pluck out the fleck in theirs. Yeah. Yeah. That's good,
2: man. What a what a deep dive. Well, yeah. What
1: a deep dive. we I, got quite a few episodes coming up like this. So. Yeah. Um, Hope you guys enjoy. It this enjoy was, this. This is a... This was tough. We'll start. There. We'll start there.
2: Um, this when when Shell said that he wanted it. When we, this was definitely was a, a team collective effort that we wanted to get intimate with you guys, and we wanted to get serious and personal. We don't. We don't want this to be something where you listen and you're like, oh my god, why would they ever say this? You know. But we want you guys to, 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 to know that there are different sides of us. We promote the good and the funny, but. Like Nick just said, we're all human, and there is some dark, and there, this is the part of us that yeah. humans try to hide, but we want to shine. Cause, I mean, I, I, I hope not, but I, there are people out there that's gonna hear this and they're gonna be like, wow, that really helped me. Yeah. Um. And so that's why that's why this I mean, this was Nick's idea. Nick wanted to speak on, if I can say so, probably your darkest demon that you yeah. ever had. Yeah. Um. And I hope that this is it. You know, I hope that this is the darkest demon you'll ever have to face. Um, but like we've said time and time again, he's he's overcame and he's on the other side. Um, is there anything you guys like to add, Nick?
0: Uh, this was probably the most uncomfortable I've been in a long time. Um, but getting to talk with you guys and getting to share with you and y'all getting to pick my brain because I know you. I don't you. I don't think you've ever come out of. You, you've ever had any addiction. I know you've had your addiction, but like I said, like you said, ours is, our addiction is different. Correct? correct. And I can't wait to pick your brain when when it's your turn in the chair. Oh, and, I can't wait to, and and watch you fidget and, and stutter over words like I have. Um, but I'm excited to see your story of where you were and how you overcame it. And today I hope that this reaches somebody that needs it. I hope that you know, you're right now. Somebody might be drinking while listening to this, but you decide that hey, today is the day that I'm gonna be done with it. No. And for those of you that are struggling, drinking that don't know how to get out of it, there are several different organizations you can reach out to. There is AA. There is There is all types of things. There is even a a hotline for drug and alcohol addiction. It is zero eight hundred seven eight seven seven nine seven, or text eight six eight one. They will be there for you. They will help you. They will get you through your darkest day. If if maybe you're not spiritual and and you're, you, you, you don't know where you stand with your faith, just go to a church. Talk to a pastor or a priest or whatever denomination you might have been as a child or you might have been introduced to and just talk with the man of God. And I'm not saying that you have to dive into the church or you have to believe what they believe, but they can help you in a way that... Most normal people can't. And I'll put it as as this. There are people that aren't addicts that don't understand what addiction is. They don't understand what it does to you. But there are some people there that have a heart kind enough to to help you come from where you were and to see you become what you're supposed to be.
2: Yeah, I think it was very well said. Um, well, guys, this was um, episode three. Um, we hope that you guys enjoyed it again. I know... This was a lot different than what you guys are used to, um, but we hope that you enjoyed um, a little bit of a different side of us. Um, this isn't the the funny, uh, energetic side of threesome semi that you get, but this is this is real, and this is what we wanted to bring you guys from the very beginning. Um, and so I hope that you guys stick around with us. Um, there is still so much more um, that we got that we want to bring to you guys. There's going to be fun. Um, there's going to be serious, and there's going to be um, a- as close to realistic as it gets. And I don't think it gets more real than what we brought to you guys today. So thank you guys so much um, from all of us here at Three Simi-grown Men. We love and appreciate every one of you, um, and we hope that you guys enjoyed.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, couldn't have said it better myself. Um, like Nick said, please, if you have an issue um, and you're needing help, and you don't know where to go, reach out to one of those uh, hotlines uh, or groups. They are there to help you. They have trained professionals um, to, to help you and support you and get you the, the resources you need to be able to get your footing and find what, what is up from down. Um, while this is still serious, um, or while this is serious, we still want to, to have that connection with you guys, so please feel free to, to reach out to us on any of our socials. Uh, you can email us at 3sgm2022 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, it can be something funny or, or com- comedic like in our in our past episodes. That is not going away. We are still going to have that. Um, but if you also need to to, to reach out uh, for something serious or you, you have something else, we would love to hear about that too. We We, we want to continue to grow this community. And continue to grow close with you guys.
0: As always, guys, um, we appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Um, I hope that maybe we made you just a little uncomfortable today, um, but I hope that allow us allowing you into who we are from here on out. Like Shelton said, we're not getting rid of the comedic aspect of this of the show, um, but there are going to be some curveballs like today's episode thrown in there. And it could be in every other episode situation. It could be every couple episodes. Um, But we do appreciate you guys. And I love you guys. And we will see you when we see you. Bye!